The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back to our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here's the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome to Absurd Psychology. This is Dr. Gary Bell. Today, we are going to talk about a topic that has affected many people's lives in this country and in the world, and that is living with autism. Autism is something that is a spectrum disorder, and it is extremely important to understand it because these people that have autism frequently look like normal, healthy people, yet their behavior is very strange, and people don't know how to read that. They don't know how to take it, and... uh, Many times people with autism are abused or neglected or treated strangely. Um, Their social skills are affected. And, you know, I'll go into defining autism, but the life of an autistic person is extremely challenging. And I would also tell you the life of a parent of autistic children is extremely difficult. I mean, parenting and also being a sibling in a family with an autistic child can be one of the most enduring and difficult and challenging and overwhelming, yet yet very fulfilling, very exciting, because little victories in this person's life become gigantic victories in everyone's life. The, the other thing is, is autism is a spectrum, which means it's, it's it comes in all kinds of flavors, and every autistic child is different. And so it's very important for in autism that they have a social structure and that there is social support because uh, people that have children with this disorder or people that have this particular disorder relate better to each other than they do to other people because everyone understands the issue and they're accepted. So the challenges with autism are very complex, and this show is going to go into that life, how to parent, how to identify autism, how to work with it, how to be a sibling in it, and how to gear them up for school and life. It's not all about children with autism either. This show is also about people that are autistic, and people that are autistic can be adults with children and families and jobs and have normal lives and drive cars. Um, they just are not the same as everybody else. And so this show hopefully will create some enlightenment and understanding. And so we're going to go into defining autism. You know, ASD is what autism stands for. That is Autism Spectrum Disorder, and it's sometimes referred to as Autistic Spectrum Disorder. In this idea, uh, ASD means the same as autism. ASDs are any developmental disabilities that have been caused by a brain abnormality. A person with 
autism typically has difficulty with social and communication skills. A, a person with autism will typically also prefer, prefer to stick to a set of behaviors and will resist any major and minor changes in daily activities. And that is imperative to understand because change for them is, is life-threatening. I mean, it goes to the core. It's a fight-or-flight mechanism for an autistic person. There, you know, several relatives and friends of people with autism say, you know, frequently that they prepare a person for change that has autism, and then the resistance to change is either gone or can be much lower. And that's important to understand. You have to prepare an autistic person for change. If you don't prepare them for change, it doesn't mean they're not going to react negatively and in a bad way, but frequently what's going to happen is they're going to accept a little bit better. The other thing to understand about a person with autism is that they have emotional intelligence issues and that means that their vocabulary of emotions are very limited and their ability to read emotions are extremely limited. So what basically I'm saying is like, like if a baby were to cry, a baby cries because they're hungry, because they, they are uh, tired, because they, they want something uh, or you You've taken something away they're frustrated there could be a million reasons but the only emotion they have to display is crying and so the same thing happens with autism autism may show itself as rage but rage may mean I'm tired I'm hungry I, I'm I'm bored it could mean a million things but that's the only emotion they understand they have a very limited vocabulary emotionally you know autism is known as a complex developmental disability you know, many experts believe that autism presents itself during the first three years of a person's life, and I would agree with that. The conditions is the result of a, a neurological disorder that has an effect on normal brain functioning, affecting the development of a person's communication and their social interaction. So people with autism have issues with nonverbal communication, a wide range of social interactions and activities include an element of play and banter. They just don't understand it. They, they, you may tell them a joke and, and they don't get it. They just, it's too much for them. It's beyond them um, because they're just looking at it as what you're saying, not the context of what you're saying. Gene uh, genetic research is beginning to discover, by the way, that people with autism spectrum disorders probably share genetic traits with individuals with ADHD, which is Attention Deficit Hyperactive Disorder, Bipolar Disorder, Schizophrenia, or Clinical Depression. Uh, the, the Cross Disorders Group of the Psychiatric Genomic Consortium suggests that the five mental disorders and illnesses have the same common inherited genetic variations. And that is about as close to an answer as where this disorder comes from as the world has seen. Um, you can't catch autism. You either have it or you don't. And today about uh, 68, 1 in 68 children have been diagnosed with it. That doesn't mean that that's how many that have it. There could be many, many more that haven't been diagnosed with it. Or uh, they've been diagnosed with an autism spectrum disorder, which encompasses several related disorders, including in the DSM-5, which is the, the Diagnostic Manual for Mental Health, and in the fifth version, it actually includes the Asperger's diagnosis and the autism spectrum. So, you know, looking at autism, you have to understand 
what it is and how to identify it. And once again, you're looking at the population of children from about one to three years old and maybe even younger than that. Um, but what you have to look at is several factors. The first factor to look at is a disconnection to others. You know, children with autism often seem distant or disconnected to loved ones, for example, parents and, and siblings, aunts, uncles, grandmas. And, and they may even seem to be emotionally disconnected from other people uh, who may not register uh, based on their facial cues. And in other words, children with autism often don't react any differently to a frown or a scowl as they would to a smile or a laugh. I mean, they just don't register the nonverbal, the meta-communication that most people have. There's also an apparent lack of empathy in an autistic person. And I say apparent because the truth is we don't know if they understand empathy or not. All we understand is they don't know how to express it or to read it. Uh, it, you know, another characteristic common in children with autism is they have difficulty uh, empathizing with others. While empathy is fairly advanced emotion, it can be a difficult effectively detect and evaluate in babies and young children because they naturally don't have much empathy. They're very self-centered. They're, they're very centristic in their thinking. You know, generally speaking, autistic children seem to have difficulty understanding and appreciation of, of situations from other people's perspectives. They just can't see it uh, outside of themselves. And, and this is because they think that everyone understands the world as they do, which can cause confusion and an inability to foresee or understand the actions of others. And it's like they're, own, they're in their own little world, and you have got to register that. And that takes a lot of exposure to an autistic child or an autistic person. They also seem to be indifferent to human interaction. You know, most children are very social by nature. However, infants with autism don't engage by staring at the faces of others, responding when hearing their name, mimicking facial expressions, or, gasping, or gra grasping the fingers and hands uh, of others during play. Uh, children with autism just don't seem to be very interested in engaging in normal developmental games, activities, including socializing and imitating other people. And this is normal. This is normal for them. These symptoms typically begin to show when the kid is about 18 months. Uh, as socialization with other children continues, the symptom may become more pronounced and noticeable, or it may stay very mild, because many people with autism have a very mild case, which used to be called Asperger's. Um, now, they also have emotional outbursts. This is another identifying item uh, of an autistic person. In, in some rarer cases, children with autism can display unbalanced emotional reactions to normal situations. For instance, they throw a temper tantrum uh, uh, for, uh, or show physically aggressive behavior to their parents themselves or siblings or other children like biting or head banging. They may seem to be unable to control their emotions and physical responses, especially when they find themselves in new or stressful situations. And the key to dealing with people with autism and children especially is to find an ulterior simulation. For instance, if they're focused on an object, you may want to introduce music. If they're focused on words, then what you may want to do is introduce a different behavior that may engage them or a different activity that may engage them. It's very important to divert their attention when they're in the midst of a temper tantrum by trying to introduce another element. 
and and that element needs to be very steady and it needs to be something that they can grab onto and join because autistic kids they're they're like linear thinkers they think in a very strong line and so what you want to do is you want to divert them off of their line onto a new line and once they get on it they rarely go back to their temper tantrums they also uh, have very delayed language development by three years of age the majority uh, of, of infants start to babble or mimic the language of those people that they interact with actually pronouncing single words when they point at an object or try to get the attention of their parents however infants with autism may not start to babble or speak until much later some won't start to display any significant language skills until they start to work with a speech therapist and so engaging them early in speech therapy is extremely important um, as a general rule of thumb, use the following guidelines. By age one, children should be able to say a few simple single words. By 18 months, children should have at least six words in their vocabulary. By age two, children ought to be able to string a simple two-word phrases together. By the age of three, children should have the capacity to form complete uh, basic sentences. And children who fail to hit these milestones may have autism, particularly if delayed language development is accompanied by other symptoms. So language development is another red flag in identifying autism. Also, autistic uh, kids are often prone to nonverbal communication. Uh, due to the fact that autistic children don't develop verbal communication skills as early as others, they may display a propensity for nonverbal communication. For instance, they may resort to visual or physical means of communication, such as drawing pictures, using gestures to make requests, engage in back and forth dialogue. Another telltale sign of autism is that children tend to regress in their verbal skill sets. For example, they may lose vocabulary, fail to build on newly acquired communication skills, or revert back to earlier forms of communication. And that is imperative to note uh, when you're dealing with autism. Uh, also, they have very difficult time understanding figurative expressions. Often children with autism uh, uh, under, uh, have trouble understanding that people sometimes express themselves figuratively. As, as mentioned, they may not derive any secondary meaning from uh, demeanor or facial expressions. They may also uh, not detect communication cues delivered through tone of voice. For example, they can't distinguish a happy tone from a sad tone or an angry tone, unlike children following standard paths of development. And they don't develop the ability to identify sarcasm and understand body language. Once again, they, they take people as they come. They take them at their words. They don't read tone. They don't read body language. They don't read your, your facial. Um, they also tend to have impaired motor skills um, compared to most children uh, with uh, developmental uh, curves, standard developmental curves. They often have trouble learning to hold on to uh, crayons and pencils. They also may not be capable of creating um, shapes when other children their age can draw recognizable pictures. Even if the child is introduced to other activities, they may show interest in them for a while. Regression to abstract repetitive behavior is a sign that the child may have an autism disorder. And so it's important to note that. Now this other thing is very important, uh, PICA. PICA is uh, uh, something which when people eat things that they're not supposed to eat. 
and uh, that are not food. You know, they may need monitoring outdoors or at school, but th- th- so they don't eat dirt or clay or paste. Uh, autistic kids may also uh, frequently put fingers and other unsafe objects in their mouths. They also attempt to chew or swallow these objects. Interestingly, a pika is something that can also develop in pregnant women. <laughs> the researchers have yet to uncover a definitive link between pregnancy and pika, autism rates in children born to those mothers. Obviously, uh, and that means that they're, they're not correlated. Obviously, pika poses some significant risks to these kids, so it's important to watch out what they're eating. One of the most telltale signs of children with autism is repetitive behaviors. Um, they're somewhat prone to this. For instance, they may arrange and rearrange the same group of objects, rock back and forth for extended periods of time, flutter their hands, repeat the same word or phrase in, in what appears to be an obsessive manner. This is one of the most easily identifiable symptoms of autism, and it's the, the most that parents will uh, look out for in early childhood development. Also, uh, autistic children tend to have impaired, these impaired motor skills, so you need to watch out for that. Also, uh, the, the biggest uh, thing is sensitivity to external stimuli. There are actually movie theaters that will play a movie for autistic children that is toned down because their sense of uh, sensitivity to volume and to loud noises is overwhelming. It could actually send them into spirals. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come right back. So tune on in, come back, we're taking a break. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Dr. Gary Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist in Southern California, but he is here to help you no matter where you are. Visit drgbmft.com. You can schedule an appointment with Dr. Bell, and many major health insurance plans are accepted. Call or text Dr. Bell today at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com. Dr. Bell could help you take back your life in four to eight carefully constructed sessions. Stop coping and start living in the now. Call 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. Do you like what you're hearing on the show today? Dr. Gary Bell wants to help you no matter where you are. He's fast, efficient, effective, and has a no-bull approach to helping you in less than 10 sessions. If you're ready to change right now, drop everything and call or text Dr. Bell at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. You can also follow Dr. Bell on Twitter at drgbmft for some great insight and direction. Are you ready? Make that change. Pick up the phone or go to the site, 951-818-7856 or drgbmft.com. Remember, drgbmft.com. Are you ready for a health, life, and empowerment show in one? Then be sure to listen every week for Living Well with Ann Beal. Anne takes her long-running TV show to the Internet Talk Radio Airwaves with guest experts and insight designed to help you live a healthy and successful life. By hearing from the experts and those who have found success, our goal is that you too will be motivated to do the same. 
Living Well with Ann Beal can be heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. What makes you a success? Is it your business or career? Is it your family and social life? How do you achieve the next level in your success? Tune in to Infinite Success Radio with host Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Rachel and her amazing guests are here to encourage, inspire, and empower you to take control of your destiny and achieve the level of success you were born to reach. How do ordinary people become extraordinary? Find out with Infinite Success Radio, broadcasting live every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it'll take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at svcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Hey, this is Dr. Gary Bell. I believe I was talking to sensitivity to external stimuli as a way to identify autism. I was mentioning that movie theaters oftentimes will uh, show for autistic children. Uh, but the big thing is, is that they get very agitated by specific noises, bright lights, particular smells, tastes, textures. Uh, they also uh, become uh, hypersensitive to certain uh, stimuli. In other words, they'll, they'll insist on wearing certain items of clothing colors. They prefer rooms with bright lights, or they, they don't like br- rooms with bright lights or, or loud sounds. Um, they enjoy touching and playing with specific body parts. These are cues that let you understand that there may be uh, some sensitivity, some type of autism spectrum within a child. There's another ways to identify autism. There's a really simple way to understand it. First and foremost, boys are nearly five times more likely to develop autism than girls are uh, for unknown reasons. And compared to non-autistic children, autistic toddlers do usually exhibit characteristic differences in communication uh, just like the the symptoms that I was just describing. Most babies and toddlers who go on to be diagnosed with autism display a lack of responsiveness or reciprocity. They may not coo in response to their parents' coos. They may not hold eye contact or or point. They aren't interested in playing peekaboo. They don't seem excited uh, when mom walks in the room. They also don't show much interest in sharing objects or experiences with others. Uh, so, So when dad says, look at this awesome 
toy playing, little, the little child may not smile or look at the toy or back at their father, as most babies do. Another sign is when babies or toddlers do not respond to their parents' calls. It's not that they never respond to their name, but they respond to their name not as consistently as they should. So here's some red flags by months. From 6 to 12 months, the markers are infrequent contact, uh, eye contact, excuse me, failure to orient to name does not smile in response to smiles from others, social and emotional passivity, and fixation on objects. Now by 12 months, they have poor to no eye contact, uh, failure to orient to name, uh, poor imitation skills, no, no babbling by 12 months, no gesturing by 12 months. Now by 16 months, there's no single words by 16 months, no pointing to objects or events of interest in any effort to share. Uh, by 24 months, there's no spontaneous two-word phrases, and there's a loss of any language or social skills at any age. Now, these are absolute in some regards, but I will tell you there is some bandwidth in there for some of the things they do do and some of the things they don't do. So what do you do when you have a kid with autism? Well, you know, you have to get help. you got to go to your insurance company. you got to seek medical assistance, and you probably want to seek some state funding services such as speech, physical, occupational therapy, which may be covered by your insurance plan or medical assistance by your state. You know, parents, you really do need to check with your insurance providers and state developmental disabilities administrations to find out what services are covered and if any state assistance exists for families with autism. And I suspect nearly every state has funding for autism. But it's all different state by state and county by county. So medical assistance, um, as far as that's concerned, there are several types of medical assistance, such, such as Title 19, available to parents of children with severe disabilities. Acquired assistance may depend on income, age, disability, but if this program is available in your state, it allows individuals under the age of 18 to, to get medical assistance funding, regardless of family income. Medical assistance may cover expenses related to various therapies as well as medical benefits. So you really want to contact your state Department of, of Health and Human Services or Developmental Disabilities Administration. Uh, early intervention services are critical. If you can identify autism early, you can shape them into a much better life than what they would have if you caught it later. So birth to three, local, uh, there's a program called birth to three, and local, state, and county programs provide developmental and other supportive services to children with developmental disabilities from birth up to age three. So sometimes this program is called birth to three, sometimes it's called child find. Other similar names uh, may be around that usually in these groups there's a team of professionals will come to the home they'll evaluate the child and provide necessary services at no cost to the family so services may include group or individual speech therapy physical therapy occupational therapy group play programs designed for children with developmental delays as as with all other services these vary by state even your local education authority can point you to birth to three program in your area. Early childhood programs, uh, once a child reaches the age three, your local education agency may assist you in the transition to public school-based early childhood programs. So if a child has not participated in birth to three program or is over age three, families should contact their local county 
special education program to enroll their child in a local school-based program. An another option is Head Start program. Head Start is a daycare program that is required to accept a certain number of children with disabilities. Also, uh, they uh, remember that daycare agencies in some communities will accept children with autism. Some young children with autism can benefit not only from individualized teaching, but from settings where caring and learning are fostered in a group, school-based programs. And I keep saying group because it's so important for kids that have autism to learn social skills. Even if it's at a very primitive basis, social skills is what's going to have to uh, get them by in life. And so uh, learning them early, it may become a habit rather than a feeling, but if that's what you got, that's what you got. Transition uh, is a program. It's it's basically a IEP program, which is something you want to take advantage of in your public school, and it's something that you have to request. They don't just voluntarily give a child IEP, individual education program. You have to request it, and frequently schools operate on individual budgets, so many schools aren't funded well for IEP processes. So what you oftentimes have to do is go to the principal. Principal will say no. Then you've got to go to the school board, and you've got to make a stink but it being a parent advocating for your kid you got to do that and if you do that they will pace your child's education to their particular individual needs and that's what that program's about they will also have meetings with you and uh, it can go all the way through high school so IEPs are critical with kids of autism when you're trying to integrate them into public schools and you know employment choices as adults some individuals select occupations that involve routines but don't need a great deal of social interaction so you know jobs that are very repetitive are often extremely good for autistic kids such as data entry medical transcription janitorial services chemistry piano tuning computer analysis bookkeeping other work in supported and sheltered employment, uh, state agencies, local uh, service providers are the best sources of information about local opportunities for people with autism in your community because all communities are different economically and socially and uh, as far as their businesses that are there. Now, let's talk about parenting and support. Learning all you can about autism is critical because autism symptoms and behaviors often change over time. So treatment strategies from therapists are tailored to the child's needs and available for family resources. In general, however, children with autism respond best to highly structured and specialized treatment. That means they know what's going to happen before they enter and and that is a critical component that they know what's going to happen before they come a program that addresses helping parents and improving communication social behavioral adaptive and learning aspects of a child's life are going to be the most successful when treating in therapy and I'm talking about mental health a child with autism so you want to talk to your doctor also about the best treatments and goals for educational services because your medical doctor is very well informed on autism. As a matter of fact, they actually do screening uh, based on those developmental skills and milestones that I was talking about from uh, zero to two years old. So you also want to get a, a strong social network if you're parenting a, a child with autism. 
um, it's critical that uh, uh, especially uh, a child with any chronic illness is going to be emotional and it affects every part of your being but the day-to-day daycare of children with autism is especially stressful because the lack of essential social interaction and communication between the child and adult they just seem like to be a very thankless person and so many people take them as uh, uh, rude and uh, malbehaved and they look at you and go what kind of kid are you raising you know they're throwing these temper tantrums so there's a lot of judgment that comes in parenting a child make sure your child gets the help they need and can also pose a challenge depending on whether the quality support services are available in your area and and so you know your area if you are have a child with autism you want to be in an area that is progressive towards this disorder that has a strong support system because in the long run that's what's going to help your child blossom also you want to get a friend like uh, so you can have some emotional support who's a confidant whom you trust in your personal feelings and concerns also uh, you want to uh, uh, have social networks a friend or a colleague you enjoy being with who helps you survive disappointments and shares your victories especially in a group uh, you also want to uh, have a group of informational people that assist you, like your doctor, teachers, therapists, caregivers, other parents that have autistic children. And you also have to have practical help, which is people that can help you out in a pinch because autism comes with lots of accidents, lots of surprises, and lots of doctor visits. And so you may want to make sure that you have somebody that is there that can support you in, in, in a very quick situation. Tune on in, come back, we're taking a break. Build your better business, achieve that goal, make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel, it's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. Dr. Gary Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist in Southern California, but he is here to help you no matter where you are. Visit drgbmft.com. You can schedule an appointment with Dr. Bell, and many major health insurance plans are accepted. Call or text Dr. Bell today at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com. Dr. Bell could help you take back your life in four to eight carefully constructed sessions. Stop coping and start living in the now. Call 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. Do you like what you're hearing on the show today? Dr. Gary Bell wants to help you no matter where you are. He's fast, efficient, effective, and has a no-bull approach to helping you in less than 10 sessions. If you're ready to change right now, drop everything and call or text Dr. Bell at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. You can also follow Dr. Bell on Twitter at drgbmft for some great insight and direction. Are you ready? Make that change. Pick up the phone or go to the site, 951-818-7856 or drgbmft.com. Remember, drgbmft.com. Do you have complete control over your thoughts and your life? It seems like we do, but there are always outside forces that are wreaking havoc with that control. How do we get our thoughts back on track, so to speak? 
Listen for help. My thoughts are holding me hostage with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. When you command the power of thought, you can achieve or have whatever you want. Make the laws of the universe work for you. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you feel alone even when you're surrounded by others? Do you feel that there's sometimes nowhere to turn and nobody really understands? Remember, you are not alone. Every week, host April J. Ford, who has faced adversity as a constant in her life, helps you rise above life's challenges with your own blueprint meant to help you find out who you are. April's challenges have included childhood sexual abuse, becoming a widow and single parent at 32, and other such curveballs. She'll help you every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. When you make decisions, do you ever find yourself in doubt? Are you trying to figure out what's right with you? Are you ready to truly change your life? Listen for the Access Consciousness Radio Show with the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane Here. Consciousness is all about including everything and judging nothing. Our program will help you break free from your personal limitations and enhance positive change in all areas of your life. Tune in to Access Consciousness, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but... If you want to send an email, it'll take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at svcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Hang in there, everybody. We're still trying to get through this show on autism. Um, once again, you know, parenting, you have got to learn more about behavioral training and, uh, and with all ages of people that, that have communication disorders with the autism and behavioral problems and uh, adaptation skills. All this can be taken on in a behavioral therapy mode. Um, also, you have to be very careful that your child is not over-medicated. Uh, there is no medication for autism. There are drugs for specific symptoms that kids with autism might display. For example, short attention span can be improved with a stimulant, uh, which is used to treat ADHD. Uh, also, many children with autism have anxiety, depression, uh, obsessive-compulsive behaviors, and that can be treated with antidepressants. But they have a very limited role in improving symptoms of autism. However, some may prevent self-injury and other behaviors that are causing a lot of difficulty. So, you know, it's, it's very important to examine drugs 
and see what they can do to help your child, but it's also important uh, not to depend readily on them because they are not going to cure the autism. You also have to understand that the di dietary changes are based on the idea that food allergies cause symptoms of autism. So many times diet can cause problems in kids with autism that have an insufficiency of specific vitamins or minerals that may cause these symptoms to be worse. So if you decide to try a special diet for a given period of time, be sure you talk to your physician or a registered dietitian because they can help you understand what and what will work and what won't. You know, one diet that some parents have found helpful is gluten-free, um, uh, causein-free. Uh, gluten is a, a, a causein-like substance found in wheat, oats, rice, and, rice and uh, bar rye. Excuse me, and barley. Not in rice. Rice is good. Um, uh, Cassianesis is a principal protein in dairy products such as milk. So there's no scientific evidence to support the use of a diet in individuals with autism. But it's important to ask for guidance uh, because some people have found that diet is very curative in this thing and in this particular disorder. You know. Uh, there are food allergies that often take place with autism, and allergies is something you also need to explore with your medical doctor. You, you also want to use caution with unproven therapies for autism. You know, uh, it, you have to look out for it, the autism treatment being based on oversimplified scientific theories. Uh, you have to look, does it only benefit one condition? You have to look and see if it, it provides dramatic and miraculous results. If it's saying it provides dramatic and miraculous results, oftentimes it's a fluke. And, and the only unavailable available evidence is based on a few stories, and, and that's something you have to look for. If, if it's just a few stories, that means that it may not be the best place to go. So controlled scientific research is said not to be needed because there's no risk or side effects. If they say that, that is an example of a company you do not want to work with. Um, some uh, some. Uh, examples of non-standard unproven therapies has been the uh, immune globin therapy, uh, which is an injection of immune globin. And then there's secretin. Uh, the treatment uses an IV injection of secretin, a hormone that stimulates the pancreas and the liver to manage autistic behavior. Uh, you have to look at uh, chevlatin therapy, where mercury exposure uh, is, is looked at as the cause of autism. And uh, they use this therapy to try to relieve the body of toxins. Also, auditory integration training is something that is unproven. And it's based on the theory that autism is caused by hearing problems that result in distorted sounds or oversensitivity to noises. Uh, another thing you want to do to take care of yourself as a parent is to plan time for breaks. Many parents of children with autism feel exhausted, overwhelmed, and sometimes defeated. They talk about difficulties in managing their relationships, and, and there's no quick fix for resolving detrimental emotions. You know, it, it, you can take measures to protect yourself so your child's condition does not get it in the way of your physical or emotional health. But uh, you want to review your calendar weekly. You want to make sure that there is time for your relationships with your spouse, your children, your family. You want to schedule regular dates with your spouse, not time that is inclusive 
of the child that is autistic. Sometimes your children also need to have events that the autistic child does not come to, and I'm not saying you should exclude them from everything, but what I am saying is, is that the challenge of the attention that is needed for an autistic child when the attention should be exposed on the child that another, another family member uh, the, the the autistic child may get all the attention when the kid that it should be recognized is the one standing up on the podium and doing good work and the focus needs to be on them. So if your child is taking away, your autistic child is taking away from their glories and their great moments, then you want to make sure that you're, you're picking your battles and not integrating them into every single situation. Now if you're a sibling you know, of a child that is autistic, you know, a sibling that's autistic, you have to understand that you're going to be the target of aggressive behaviors. And uh, you're also, um, you're always socially going to be trying to make up the deficits of your brother or your sister. Um, you're also going to be concerned regarding your parents' grief and the, the, the concern over the role of, of future caregiving when you're older, knowing that, that you may have to end up taking care of your autistic uh, sibling. So what's cool about this relationship is the rule of thumb is integrate early. Make sure that your children and the siblings are having a good time getting to know each other as best they possibly can and that they, everybody understands each other's limitations. Um, young children can be taught simple skills that will enable them to engage their brother or sister in playful interactions. Research has shown that siblings can learn basic teaching strategies, engage their brother or sister with autism. Uh, these skills include making sure they have their brother's attention, giving simple instructions, praising good play, they may be, be uh, interacting with their brother or sister at a much younger age of development, but it's, it's a way to connect. They just have to look at them as a younger uh, uh, kid. Also, um, when they're entering school, you have got to make sure you're managing their grade levels and, and integrating them. You want to know your child's strengths and weaknesses. Um, you want to help people understand that practice makes perfect and they need to repeat, 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 repeat. You want to give teachers and coaches easy instructions about your child. You want to get involved with the school immediately and you want to share your knowledge about your child. So once again, it's important to set these IEP meetings. You want to be an advocate, not an agitator. You want to invite outside team members to participate. You want to show gratitude. And uh, you also may want to participate in the classroom to assist the teacher. So that's as far as I can go on autism. I apologize for all our uh, audio breaks here, but that's our show. Our next show is going to be uh, a show about a life lesson in a lesson in psychological theory. And I've basically broken down all of the basic theories from all the way from Freud to Beck, uh, uh, all the way through to the cognitive theories. I've gone through all of them for you in this show. So I want to thank everybody for listening. So if you're an armchair, uh, an armchair psychologist, the next show is going to be a good one because it's a lesson in psychological theory. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to get your feedback. DRGBMFT at SBCGlobal.net or Twitter at DRGBMFT. Remember, a good friend can tell you what is the matter with you in a minute. He may not seem such a good friend after telling you. That's from Arthur Brisbane. And also, we spend the first 12 months of our children's lives teaching them to walk and talk, and the next 12 telling them to sit down and shut up. That's Phyllis Diller. Thanks for listening to Absurd Psychology.
That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.